0: You're listening to High Radio Radio with Miss Amber. Hi. Not only a music that is. And one artist I discovered uh, was one that uh, loves to draw and it was a very rich way of... um, of 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 drawing black people, and that's really what I love. You know, he he made sure he captured the curves and the hair of black people are really uh, lovely. And then he went on into uh, sharing Bible stories. So uh, I think it's every other day or every week he shares a Bible stories hood version. And what I mean with hood version is uh, to me. All of the language that he shares um, while creating those Bible stories, it's like in in our language, urban language, like ratchet language, kind of the American way reality show type of thing uh, where people, you know, really get to laugh. And what I like about it is once I read it, I'm like, okay, let me go into my Bible and see uh, some of the stories that I didn't know or that I glanced over or something like that. The same he does for uh, Black History as it is Black History Month. He shares some interesting topics uh, um, documented from um, uh, Black History as a whole that makes you say, you know what, that's an interesting thing to find out. Let me go and research and know more about the history that I have. Uh, I love him so much. I love his artwork. I don't know him yet. I said I love him, but I love his artwork. I yet to love his personality because I have him uh, on the phone. Uh, His Instagram name is Individual, but his real name is uh um David Asimeng if I say it right David are you there
1: hey how you doing
0: I'm good how are you
1: I'm good thank you for having me
0: oh thank you so much for um you know creating some space in your time because I know you are now uh calling from New York mm-hmm. what what time is it there
1: it is 1 right
0: now 1 25 okay that's so we're like six hours apart yeah, you guys are ahead. Oh, we're ahead. Oh, good, good, good. So we we kind of have you. You guys are catching up with us. That's probably what's happening. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, David, um, I I shared to our listeners about your art and about what you do. I actually think it's so much amazing uh, what you're doing on Instagram. But first things first, can you tell us a, a bit about yourself so that people can um, can find out more about Mister Individual?
1: Sure. Uh, Of course, as you said, my name is David. Uh, um, I'm 24 uh, in the Bronx, New York. I'm a Ganyan.
0: The Bronx.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And I I just love to draw. That's the number one thing I love to do every day. Um, Yeah. I also do poetry, but it's very rare (laughs) these days. Is it? And um, yeah. Well, I started off doing more poetry than art for some time, but
0: yeah, you're 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 pretty much a, an all-round creative person, is what I would say. <laughs> yeah, you
1: could describe me as. I love being
0: <laughs> Got it. And like I know you, because I know you've in a short amount of time, you're on Instagram. That's pretty much your your main place of expressing the art that you make. Um, mm-hmm. how come, cause it's now that in a short amount of time, you have this substantial following, um, how come you are now trending that much? Could you give us an idea about that?
1: Uh, it's a few things actually. Okay. Uh, I guess I would say down in a formula way, Hmm. posting at a consistent rate. Yeah. Um, just that people are always or very often seeing me on their timelines but also usually around a consistent time as well just being able to reach people at a time that I believe is most convenient for them or at least for that's evident for the people that live in my area Yeah. Um, but also being able to connect with them in a positive way because I noticed that well when I first started doing the comics um I noticed that a lot of people were depressed, and then I did some research on that, and it turns out like in the middle of winter or just in the winter time, a lot of people um, tend to be a lot more sad, um, which would also probably um, associate with all the holidays and the winter time as well. So I figured, okay, if this is the case, why not use it as an opportunity to make people smile or at least laugh a little bit? So I just started doing regular content just about. Black culture in general, and then it just dawned on me: why don't I do the same thing for Bible? Simply because I've just I previously had asked uh, to inspire my art. Simply because it felt like I loved making art and I loved the beauty of art. Yeah, but it just felt like it needed more of a purpose.
0: Got it. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that story. It kind of gives a different twist to it, and it sets you aside from Mm. other people that you know are visual artists as well um Mm. what i would like to know from you where where how did drawing come about where did it start could you tell us a bit about that because i know i remember this post you shared and you draw your girlfriend for instance and you Uh, shared uh, what a role that your girlfriend had played in you developing your your talent could you tell us a bit more about that
1: ah well I actually started drawing around, like, first grade, kindergarten, and it was because um, my father, he used to pick up um, some other students from my school, and we would all just drive to school together. And on our way to school, um, my friend, he would just draw the power up girls, and I didn't know why, but he would just always do it. Every <laughs> Super
0: <time>. random. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
1: I was just wondering, why don't you draw anything else? And he was like, I don't want to. But watching him draw every single morning, it was just beautiful, and it fascinated me. Yeah. Um, so then that's where my love for it came from. But I didn't start, I didn't take it seriously at all, um, all throughout, all the way to, up to high school. I mean, it wasn't until my senior year in high school that my friends wanted to do a comic. So we just wanted to make a comic, just come up with different ideas and stuff. And it started off as a joke, but then it became more serious as the year went on. Mm-hmm. and. I did so much that I wanted to take it up as a major in college, just because I couldn't see myself doing anything else. Mm. Uh, um, During college, my current girlfriend, Monica, threw a mutual friend of ours, and we would just talk, and we just really connected on on a crazy level. And I think she was actually the very first um, person I ever drew in Photoshop, because I was just experimenting with it, and I wasn't really confident in it yeah and when I drew it it was like probably the worst picture I've ever made on any digital platform ever Um, (laughs) and and I didn't I wasn't sure of how she would take it but I'm pretty sure she didn't like it but she did encourage me um and I think that was what meant the most to me simply the fact that she supported me because we both knew it was ugly but she didn't say that <laughs> <She> just, <laughs> um, sort of she was she was tactful with it she didn't necessarily lie she was just made more uh emphasis on the fact that she i would get better and that's exactly what i did because um, i we're always both of us were always focused on progress
0: so yeah.
1: uh
0: yeah oh that's good that that's that's speaking of the influence of a, like a positive person that's amazing. That's amazing. So that's a good idea on uh, how it started for you. So did you eventually go to... um, Did you choose a course in visual artists or um, artistry or... Yeah, simply because I couldn't see myself doing anything
1: else Mm and the other option in the arts didn't necessarily match up for me. So um, I just went into uh visual arts and new media so what they had to do they we would just do sketches of like life drawing and stuff like that just, and it just kind of honed my skills gave me the basics that i needed to understand uh just how the body is formed how the body functions
0: yeah kind i of, couldn't do that on my own. got it yeah so it does help you to kind of lift it to a per, to an, a, a different level as in terms of technique and know when what you're drawing and all these type of things
1: right you just have to be super observant and you have to understand um the body as well as whatever object you're drawing from the inside out you have to know all the different angles but also how it can um sort of morph if you're at a, a just at the right perspective and a lot of people can do that on their own like a lot of people are self-taught i just know that for myself i would have needed
0: extra guidance to to get that extra boost. Got it. So uh, talking about what you do now, because this is what, what is the, the course you study now? Are you still in what, do, what do they call it in U S university or oh. college? <laughs>
1: <laughs> in college. Um, I've actually graduated college, uh, I think about two years ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I graduated in that major, um, illustration animation. Yeah. And Right now, I'm actually working in advertising. Uh, so we basically manage all the content that um, we work for with our different um, clients and things of that nature. Um, so by day, from the nine to five, I'm working in advertising, and then after or even before work, then I'm just focusing on just drawing what I want to draw.
0: On your own thing. So yeah. So this will probably be a typical African question. Um, what did your parents say when you told them? You know what? I'm gonna go for visual arts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I actually knew very early on that I wanted to be an artist, and I think my mom was a little bit more supportive. But I distinctly remember telling my dad, and the way he wanted to slap you like on a different level. You know really? Like
0: it he wanted to slap you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but. It was just because I think he was more disappointed in the fact that I wouldn't have taken a more traditional um, career, simply because whenever our parents they come here, they make a huge sacrifice. Yeah, absolutely. Putting, putting like they're they're banking on the fact that we'll grow up and become successful. Whatever that vision of successful is, it always includes
0: doctor, lawyer, banker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly um and when that isn't that when it doesn't meet reality then that's when the expectations seem to really come to the forefront of whatever conversation that uh this may be and then we have to tell them like okay you had your dreams but I also have mine and the issue is coming to a compromise on those dreams
0: yeah got it so you are yeah. but but you in spite of that you were able to still push through and um choose to do um so you're in advertising right you're in advertising but then mm-hmm. the visual part is that's the place where where you're at yeah got it i love that so, I, uh, yeah i love that how you were able to still um push through and in spite of the african dream that a lot of us are a uh, few very common with because uh, here in Amsterdam, the Ghanaians we have that same thing you know when one comes with the idea of doing arts or something, most of the parents mm. don't even know what that means <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> so I could definitely I think, yeah, I'm oh, sorry
1: no go ahead i I think that also comes from. Lack of understanding just how many opportunities there are. Yeah, like because I think when, uh, our parents come from Africa, they only have like a, a, a limited view of what kind of opportunities are here, and they understand that there are more, but I think they only have a view of specific um career options that can lead to whatever understanding of success that they may
0: have. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I think that um, people like you <laughs> kind of have a way of introducing um, change. I think, I, I think mm. it's it's a very good way of of doing that. What I would like to know, because you have created some sort of story for yourself, how did you come about with uh, Bible stories hood version?
1: Um, I actually was inspired by, like, I, I would say the number one uh places i was inspired by was actually black twitter
0: (laughs) um was it because
1: yeah because a lot of the best content from all of social media in my personal opinion comes from black twitter and depending on who you follow you'll either become very bored or you'll have a ton of fun and the people i follow are tend to be christians um namely black american christians so like they'll have all these debates on Twitter and it will fascinate me but it'll also be very hilarious because at the same time on the same timeline you'll also see people sort of making fun of each other or roasting each other and it's quite entertaining just to see the back and forth um going on so yeah. that's really just where a lot of it came from yeah and that's why the initial ideas um came from different sisters who were actually very young and were preaching on Twitter, like, in their threads, and people would be very responsive of that because of the way that they sort of reimagined the Bible in a sort of modern time. But they spoke in their own type of, like, vernacular. So, like, I got the idea what if the Bible was reimagined in an urban context with the way that we would speak with one another. Yeah. Imagine the Bible being spoken in the same way. And If you added visuals to that, then it would be an even greater impact because then people are not only hearing themselves in the dialogue, but they're seeing an actual depiction of whatever may have been going on in the story. So, uh, yeah.
0: It gives them a, um, I think it it gives them a full, a more full meaning as to what was communicated at that time. Probably. Right. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I love that. I love that. Um, So in the meantime, we'll be taking some questions from the, from the viewers. Uh, We're still talking to Mr. Individual. That's kind of how I know you. (laughs) I know your name is David, (laughs) but people know you as individual and he is the one that has been, uh, I think kind of changing the way that um, I, I kind of read Bible stories and also changing, uh, I love I love the the bits you did you did or you're doing on Black History Month. Uh, one post, mm. for instance, that really made me to research was the um, uh, the Mister Box. Was it um, ah, Box yeah, Brown, yeah. Henry Box Brown? <laughs> yes, Henry Box Brown. I love that.
1: He sir. shipped himself. <laughs> I, that's crazy to me because it doesn't take much research to find him either.
0: It doesn't. It doesn't. And uh within yeah. all of the black history stories that I've studied, I, I don't know why, but I must have skipped this one or this one hasn't been <laughs> highlighted enough. I don't know what it is, but I, I love how you take the the stories that have that are still important stories, but that probably are considered as uh or they're they're less highlighted as the rest. I love that. Mm. And also the one with the, the couple that um, escaped from freedom by using the white features and escaping yeah. to.
1: Yeah. There, that story surprised me the most. Um, I actually found that one through Twitter. Uh, just someone randomly tweeted about it and I was like, wait, what? So then I went and did my research and I studied up on them and their story is quite incredible simply because um, forget her name now but it was a couple it was one dark-skinned man and a really light-skinned woman who had like white features and um she was actually the one that came up with the plan as well so they wanted to escape but um they had to be very crafty about how they did it so she had to wrap her whole face in like um bandages and then put on glasses and um put on a top hat so that her face would be obscure enough to realize that it's a white person but not enough to realize that it's actually a woman so she was posing as an old man and the her partner was posing as her slave Mm -hmm. and they would just go on through um and travel all the way up to philadelphia but then the one thing that they were afraid of was whether or not people would ask for her papers so then she also put her arm in a cast so she wouldn't have to write anything because she couldn't write and if she spoke they would realize that she was a woman so it was very carefully planned and I was just amazed at how determined they were to like get the freedom
0: I know I know they must have been like under suspense and it must have been a crazy feeling that time yeah love it but I definitely love how you've been able to outline it and have um, someone like me to research (laughs) Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're almost wrapping up our, 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 conversation and I would, I would really like to know what would you encourage? Cause, cause there are a lot of young people out there that uh, are very creative, very hands on when it comes to, uh, the visual arts, what would you, mm-hmm. um, what kind of advice would you give them being African, um, uh, maybe even born into African parents that come chasing uh, the African dream, how would you advise them to, to work out their craft? Uh, maybe if, if they haven't been able to choose that particular education that has to do with you know, graphics, what else could they do mm-hmm. to establish themselves and develop themselves as, as proper artists?
1: Well, I see all creative outlets as a gift. And to me, uh, as any type of creative person, you have to value what you can offer the world because ultimately you're giving something to the public, you're giving something to the rest of the world and you have to understand the value of that gift so that you can properly um, figure out how best to present it. And if you don't pre- like value what you can give then obviously you're not gonna be able to tap into your own potential. So I think no matter what else um, other people say, you have to understand the value and the depth of your gift so that you can understand how properly to present it to the world and you can be confident that you that at the end of the day no matter what your creative outlet is you were able to give the best that you possibly could give when it's time you know when the time has come
0: i love that i love that i absolutely love that um on that note uh do you have any last shout outs to anybody who's listened, your mom or somebody who has who has been supporting <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> of course, I have to shout out number one God. Um, I'm going to shout out my girlfriend, Monica and really all the people who support me in general, like you especially, just giving me the opportunity to speak on your radio show is an incredible gift in itself. And of course. And just everyone in general who's been supporting me because I just I didn't expect the kind of support that I've been getting and it's really mind blowing just all the opportunities um, that have come my way as a result of it. Um, so thank you.
0: I love it. I love it. Thanks so much for your time, David. And I'm going to be following you and keeping up with you and all these things uh hopefully thank you thank you thank you. because i'm a music artist myself hopefully when we plan to our it's the our new project you can do my visuals that we could work together <laughs> by that time i'll get in touch <laughs> with you <laughs> and <laughs> of I, I, I would like to thank you so much uh, keep inspiring us and all of the the young africans out there that are also gifted and um we'll be supporting you all the way
1: thank you uh, appreciate it
0: Thanks so much. God bless and have a good day in uh, NYC. (laughs) You too. All right. (laughs) Thank you.